that's right welcome in welcome back folks to a let's hope playing wake doesn't feel like you're attending one edition of the always irish everybody's frustrated show i'm struggling as always, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Johnny out as well. Notifications ended with you with every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter, search for Always Irish Rat. Always Irish Inc. Emails Always Irish India at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it to Cowlin Lines. 312. 988.15. You tell Johnny all oh, you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Always Irish Inc. USA Today Fighting Irish Wire. Read all about it. Patreon.com slash Always Irish. Former Captain Mike Goolsby and I sharing our behind-the-scenes Notre Dame thoughts. NDSubwayAlumni.com. That is our show sponsor for the rest of this season. Go check it out. Get yourself somebody something for Christmas. It's a good community. Notre Dame Subway alums, very important. All right. Here's where we're going to start this week's preview. Ain't nobody in the mood. Nobody's in the mood. Nobody's in the mood. It's just... There's so much exhaustion and frustration with the way this year has gone. People don't have much left in the tank for games that don't matter at all nationally. I get it's you see, here I go already. It's like, what do you mean the games don't matter? All 12 of them matter. Yeah, I know all 12 of them matter, but you know what I mean when I say matter. Playing two bad teams to end the year like Wake and Stanford should be exciting moments where you're going, we're over the hump, smash these guys, and we go to the playoff. Or at least the New Year's Six. It's something people care about. And we don't have any of that going on. There's no juice to be squeezed. And it's just exhausting and frustrating. And, and you watch all around the country, all the teams and their fans are all engaged because they're still in it. And the more football you watch of those teams, the more mad you get when you think about us. Everybody's struggling, at least in my little always Irish community. Everybody's mad. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody's exhausted. There's just no, there's no juice left. And it's just a damn shame. You got two regular season games. One of them's on a, a TV channel. Four people get, this is small timey end of the year stuff. And you just hope Notre Dame was past it. I mean, how depressing is it? Notre Dame's going to be the last game on the Pac-12 network against Stanford before it all shuts down. Come on, bro. You, 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 you. I admit, I should be doing a lot better job of managing all this and framing these last two games as opportunities and all that. Dude, I just don't have it in me right now. 
this feels like a death march to the end. And the problem is, at the end, you don't have any answers. This is not like, oh, God, just wrap up this year. And then we know what we're doing next year. And it's clean slate. And we might be good. You got questions out the wazoo even after whatever this is ends. There's no easy way out. There's no easy way out of the situations we find ourselves in. Um, here's the other thing I wanted to cover. You guys got to wake up when you're watching these coach press conferences. I don't think I watched one of Kelly's the last six or seven years, probably. And if there was anything relevant with an injury or he, he said something stupid or threw the players under the bus or told the fans were dumb for expecting good product, I would see it on Twitter. But I wasn't going to waste my time a half hour every Monday and Thursday or Wednesday, whatever it is, getting gaslit by Brian Kelly political speeches. Okay. Now we're in Freeman, and so many of you loyal Notre Dame people hang on every word at a press conference like he's telling you the truth. Stop being so naive. I know I went through this with the Ludwig thing because Freeman got up there and said, oh, we got the guy we want and all that, even though it wasn't the guy you brought on the date. And then I questioned it, and I had people going, are you accusing Freeman of not telling the truth in the presser? Yes! Obviously, yes. Duh, yes. Wake up. Quit being a six-year-old in dreamland. These coaches lie out their ass every week in a presser. It's a part of the job. So I'm not overreacting to the stuff Freeman's saying about the offense and all that because what do you want him to say? Think it through. He didn't fire Parker at the bye week. Now, so the guy's still the OC and we suck. And what do you want? Freeman to get at the podium and go, I'm really disappointed with the offense. It's going downhill, trending the wrong way. We suck. We have no answers. We're getting worse, not better. Hartman was supposed to be great. Now he's less than average. Like, what do you want the guy to say in the presser? He ain't going to give you what you want. Even if Freeman agrees with all of us about the offense and wants Parker gone and he's mad that it's bad, he can't say it. So I'm just saying, I, I can't understand these people that hang on every word of a press conference. It's basically a, a politician speaking. They have their talking points. The PR people tell them what to say, how to answer things, what to avoid, how to sidestep uh, difficult stuff they don't want to address. This is not just a good old boy open Q&A. Wake up. A part of the job is deflecting those bullets, towing the company line. You got to do that. Every coach does. And when I said that about Ludwig, I got a bunch of emails, people saying, are you accusing Freeman of lying? Yes, just like every other coach in America, part of the job. And it's like, well, if that's true, do you think less of Freeman? No, I actually thought more of Freeman. With the Ludwig thing, when I knew what he was saying wasn't true, I actually thought more of Marcus Freeman, not less.
he gained respect from me because he took all the bullets for Notre Dame. He had to make smooth over all those administrative mistakes that were made with Ludwig that were not his fault. And he had to go up there and smooth it over and say whatever he could. I respected him more, not less after doing that. He was a good soldier for Notre Dame and all that, even though they made him look like an ass. So I'm just saying, I've never understood the appeal of these Notre Dame press conferences. You're getting just polished everything and just what they want you to hear and deflections and just, you got to wake up and understand. These guys all lie in their pressers. It's a part of the job. You're not going to get the truth. Just because it's Notre Dame doesn't mean that our guys don't do that. It's football. You have to. I don't hold it against anybody. That's the way that games play. But everybody hanging on every word at Freeman's presser. Oh, we're stuck with Parker because of what he said. Bro, I don't know what you expect the guy to say when another guy's still in the building. Maybe Freeman, it's his closest buddy. He doesn't want to do anything till after the year. He can't say anything right now. And if you want him to do it during the year, you know, like Penn State did and all, and Lincoln Riley did with his DC, I'm right there with you just to show a line in the sand that it's not good enough and we have standards here and it's not good. And we're letting everybody know publicly, we all know it's not good enough. That's the thing. This year's dead to me. It ain't about, oh my gosh, who would call plays if you get rid of Parker right now? I don't care. It would be more symbolic letting everybody know that we know it's not good enough and we have standards here. It's not about if you have somebody else that would be a better play caller, then you double messed up by not having that guy have the job to begin with. It ain't about improvement in the year. It's about making a public statement. What you're getting ain't good enough. So I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just... I'm so damn frustrated with all of this. I just don't understand why Notre Dame can't be good at football like a normal team. It's just, it rents and repeat. I, I just can't handle it. So uh, there, there's a couple things I wanted to cover, but some of you guys need to wake up to these pressers. I don't understand the appeal of tuning in to get coach speak for 25 minutes. Give me the highlights. Who's injured and any big news. That's it. Everything else is just softball canned answers. And everybody, oh, I got to get my popcorn because Freeman's speaking. I don't get it. Wake up. Now on to Wake. Wake sucks. Wake sucks. They're not good at football. And neither are you, but you're better than them. They're seriously almost dead last in like so many offensive categories, sacks, pressures, plays for a loss. They might start their backup quarterback scoring 21 or less in seven games in a row. They don't have one single offensive thing I'm concerned about or worried about at all. Not one. Not one. So their offense is absolutely horrible. 
and they may go with a backup because the other guy already sucked and Hartman left. And so they're just, they're in a bad, bad spot. They're in a bad, bad spot. So their offense is terrible. And the way Notre Dame plays offense is terrible. So I need the defense to put up 14 of their own or create four short fields with turnovers or something. I don't trust our offense to do anything against anybody anymore. So the defense better have a good day, but they are truly terrible. They don't have one thing I'm worried about on offense. It's it's really bad. Third downs, just almost dead. Just every single thing you could almost name, they're just bad. 21 or less points scored in seven games in a row? Bro, you're terrible. You're terrible. And it's like, on defense, they're not as awful. Middle of the road. Um, they got a few guys that are going to probably play in the league, but no, like, ballers. Here's the thing, though. They're small. This team's undersized. They got guys up and down that D-line that are 280, 285. Like, that's not big enough. You don't even have, They don't even have a, a roster physically that could compete at this level. Like, they are severely undersized up front. Can you run it on them then? Forget throwing the ball. I've given up on that the rest of the year. Do what Michigan did. Don't even try and throw a ball in a half, I guess. Although, unlike you, they actually could power run the ball and make it work. So, can you run the ball against their small interior line since we can't throw the ball at all? Does it matter to you that Notre Dame now has uh, Billy Boy Shrout and Ashton Craig in because of the injuries on the interior of the O-line? That's the other thing, man. I'm I'm, I'm just, my patience has run out. I, I just don't have any more for this stuff at this point in the year. It's like, well, we, we want to be a... We want to be an O-line, D-line driven program, an O-line run first program. That's that's what Freeman said he wants to do. Number one is that's an out-of-date style of offense that isn't like the most in vogue right now. But if that's your personnel, that's what you think you need to do. And that's where you're comfortable, whatever. My contention is you don't get to say your DNA is being an O-line driven program and your O-line isn't great. You don't get to do that. You can't have your identity be something you're not great at. What does that mean then? Philosophically, I'm existentially, I'm asking you. If you are saying you're an O-line driven program and your O-line isn't good, what is the DNA of your program then? Faking like your O-line you? Wanting to be O-line you? Hoping you're O-line you, but you're not O-line you. The O-line has not been good enough this year. In any big moment against any defense with a pulse, this O-line's collapsed. The only time they look good is against people that aren't good. I will say they held in there about better than I thought they would against Ohio State. I'll probably give them that. Um... And you still didn't score enough. You, you still scored an embarrassing amount of points with the opportunities you had. 
you didn't score enough to win a football game that day. 14, you're out of your mind. That's not enough to win a football game. Get serious about offense. But that's the problem I have is if you want to make running the ball and the O-line the engine of the program, you need a good O-line. You don't even have that. So I, I don't know where that's where I draw the line. You don't get to have something be your DNA you're not even good at. That makes no sense. And the O-line's not been good enough. And I'm not impressed. And they're not O-line you. And I I just, I, I'm, I'm sick of the whole thing. So then it's like, well, I'm worried about the continuity of the O-line because we have two guys out. I, I what Did you have continuity with them before when they were getting bull rushed and spun around and pushed back in Artman's lap? Was that the continuity I'm going to miss? I'm just asking because that's what I saw every time we played a good defense. Is Am I really going to miss that? I don't think I am. We're in a bad place, and I'm in a bad mood. It shouldn't be this for the final two games in this death march till the end. So, I don't know, man. You have zero momentum. You're coming out of the bye week. It's senior day. You're playing a dog shit team. Are are we going to sleepwalk, or does it not matter? Because they're so beyond bad. It doesn't even matter if you do. Nobody knows Hartman's weaknesses more than these guys. How does that set up? Are they in his head? Blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of talking about Hartman. I'm over it. I'm over it. They score 20 points a game and they suck. Like, just win the game by a lot. I don't know. They give up 24 and a half, 63rd in the country on defense. Like, I, you know, middle of the pack, whatever. Are you confident Notre Dame can move the ball? I am not against anyone. No. No. No faith. No confidence. You cannot throw the ball, and you're not good at running it, in my opinion, either. Do you expect anything new? Any new wrinkles out of the offense? This I don't. I, I don't expect nothing. I expect boring, vanilla, try and make it work enough to beat a bad team. That's what I expect. The vibe is not a vibe this week. It's just not. There's no energy. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. If it's still going to be warmer. I don't know. Um, I am just testy. I'm just testy. I'm in a bad mood. I'm mad. I'm just. I'm mad about where Notre Dame is this year, and I'm double mad that there's no easy way out, and I could see a lot of these struggles overlapping into next year. So I, it's just really disappointing. You want to cherish and value all of these 12 opportunities. I just, I, the way this is all set up makes it really hard for Notre Dame people to buy in with any level of excitement it's like the only interest is it just that you don't lose anymore but there is nothing notre dame could do against wake or stanford that's going to salvage the year or create pride or change the narrative about you that's all been already written in stone and that's the hard part so i you just gotta play and not lose two more games 
and then we play in a bowl game. Nobody cares about it. You can't lose it either, though. These are not the vibes you want. These are not the vibes you want. But it's like, you got to pick a lane. If you want me to be totally fine with where we're at right now, then you're asking for a very low bar. Like, if you're somebody who now is going, isn't that bad, you could get to 9-3 and three and then 10 wins in a bowl game. I'm, I'm just saying. This year I had to have a higher standard than that. It just did. It just did. And again, I'll say this too. It isn't just the losses. It's how you arrive to them. It's what you look like in them. I always mention that. I say this all the time. If Notre Dame plays a great, solid, fundamentally good game, hard-fought, crisp, we're playing really good, and the other team's playing really good, and they just beat you at the end with one more play, I can live with that. None of Notre Dame's losses featured that. The first one had 20 different player and coaching decision mistakes where if one you do one thing right, you win that game. So that's on us. The second one, you know, showed in a Super Bowl, and that's offensive. And the Clemson one has no rhyme or reason at all. You just didn't show up, and you played terrible, and it's unacceptable. None of the three losses are acceptable to me because I, they don't apply. Two no-shows and one where you handed the other team by dumb decisions and not make a one more play on the field. I just can't make those okay in my mind. So I don't know, you guys. I'm I'm Notre Dame's defense is good. That that's what I'll I, that's what I'm holding on to. Um, I'd add 16.9 points, 11th in the country. The defense is good. Uh, it's just kind of a waste of the defense this year. Um, I Notre Dame scored 20. I was making fun of them. 21 or less in their last seven. Notre Dame scored 23 or fewer in three of their last five. The offense is terrible. So don't lose. That's the best uh, motivation I have for you because there's just no juice. Everybody's in a bad mood and there's no easy way out. I, I'm sorry. They're just not. 